But then about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the basic training is about oh, 8 o'clock at night or something. Boy, I started feeling really running a fever and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and um, this is like in um, August, September, really hot in that time. And uh, so when I went to the, um, the office that was open and, uh, you know, the person on duty you know i said i i i am feeling really really bad and, mm-hmm. and he said well the dispensary is the only one that's open is like 12 blocks away and and um and they were no nobody coming around for mm-hmm. two or three hours so i said well i'll, I'll just walk there you know they told me oh you walked the whole way there i started to okay. and um i got about three or four blocks and and, and something came over me so bad i i I was feeling just like an old, old man, that, oh. uh, um, and I, I knew I was going to pass out or whatever, so mm-hmm. I, I I sat down in the street, and, and that time of night, about 10 o'clock or so, uh, there's just no traffic. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Forgive and Forget. My name is Hal Sadie, a.k.a. Halu, and today we have a guest. He is my father-in-law, James Hamlin, and I call him Jimbo. So we go over James's life, Jimbo's life, and if, uh, without further ado, he doesn't, oh, actually, he does have social media. He, uh, he's, uh, at the Hamlin Dome, all one word. On Instagram and he's on Facebook too, but I don't know if you can follow him that way. But anyway, at Hamlin Dome on Instagram. And without further ado, let's let's get to know my father-in-law, Jimbo Rooney. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is my father-in-law, James Hamlin, or you may also call him Jimbo. Jimbo, welcome to the show, everybody. You know, I was going to talk to my my nice uh, cup of coffee Teresa made for me. <laughs> you know, let me set this over here so I don't talk into that or dip my nose in or something. <laughs> All right, Jimbo. So, how are you doing? I'm doing fine after the the huge crisis in, in January. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, get into that later. The COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay, so. So tell me, wh- where did you grow up, Jimbo? Oh, in Warroad, Minnesota, about six miles from the Canadian border. And, and, um, yeah, that uh, it, it kind of all started uh, back in in the middle of the summer, nineteen July and third, nineteen fifty. And um, I don't remember the ride to the other than being in my mother's stomach, <laughs> going to the hospital about thirty miles away. And uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the story goes, and oh, I've heard her tell it ever since I, I uh, my computer was, was up and running, and uh, that the doctor asked, you know, it was getting near midnight, you know, it'd be the 4th of July uh, the next day, and, and the doctor asked her, do you want a firecracker baby? She says, no, he's coming out now. <laughs> so, so that's how it all began. <laughs> July 3rd. What, what what was the year? Nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. Okay, okay. Well, so you're 
You're 20 years younger than my dad, then. Oh, jeepers. Yeah. Boy, I, I, I hope I wear my uh, age well as he does. <laughs> 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 All right, so you, you were born in War Road, Minnesota. What was it like growing up in, in War Road? Well, we were seven miles out of town, small town and a farm. Mm -hmm. And at that time, uh, my dad had some cattle and, oh, he had about 350 head of sheep. And, oh, it seems like we were always medicating them and feeding them and feeding them and medicating them. And, and we had to do our chores before we got on the school bus. And, uh, yeah, it was just a routine farm boy thing. And, and sometimes, you know, during lambing season and, and still early winter, late winter, you know, just before spring, well, <coughs> excuse me, and um, uh, here there'd be a, 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 a lamb inside the sheep, and, and it was turned around, and guess what, me or my brother, we were volunteered to go in there and turn that lamb around, <laughs> and, and so that it'd come out before we got on the school bus. <laughs> that happened more than once. <laughs> how early was memory. this? <laughs> <laughs> how early was it? How, how? What time did you have to wake up before you got got oh, to, I go think to school? The bus came like at um, like a quarter after seven or seven twenty. So we had to get up around six. Oh, and my mother, she always made, um, you know, we had meat all the time, and uh, we had hamburgers. And sometimes, if they're kind of late getting on the bus, we'd we'd take uh, two two hamburgers and a. And a Two pieces of bread, of course. Oh, had to have lots of ketchup. <laughs> <Joe Hines. laughs> you had to put burger on your ketchup. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And still to this day, I add <laughs> things to my ketchup. <laughs> See, I, I'm surprised you and my dad didn't talk about that because he loves oh. ketchup, too. Oh, I'm proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> so you were waking up. So the bus left at 7. You were waking up around 6 to do the farm work? Yeah. yeah. And um, sometimes we uh, were loudened to sleep in or whatever mm -hmm. and, and, and whatnot. So so that was kind of a treat now and then. Uh, oh yeah, we got a little incentive. Um, I forget what the name they call it, but uh, we got oh, 25 cents a week or something. Mm -hmm. But that bought some candy or whatever yeah. and we didn't go to town. So yeah. So that's no, cool. back in the day that was worth something. Right, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. so what's what's your first memory that you remember? Oh, that freaking baler. Oh <laughs> 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 I hated baling hay. You know. um, and then up in the uh, barn and the hay mow, you know, we had to manually put them up there. Then my dad finally got an elevator, and so we put them, you know, on that and then hauled them up there. But, oh, that itchy elf elf and the dust. And I, I wasn't asthmatic or anything. Mm -hmm. Darn it. I would have given you an excuse. Yeah. yeah, then, oh, yeah, every 4th of July, oh, you got to go bail some hay, you know. So, so that took away from that and everything, especially when I got my driver's license. Um, oh, just got to go to town. But but then we used the farm gas, you know, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten. You know, that was okay back then when it was 30 cents a gallon or mm -hmm. whatever. And <laughs> 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 an old, old uh, 1960 Ford. And... Um, Geez, one time I, I located a 460 Lincoln engine and had mm -hmm. one fellow put that in there. And, uh, geez, I was all thrilled, you know, all that big cubic inch. <laughs> oh, this 60 Ford was just going to fly. And, and it kind of did. I took it out to what's called Bemis Hill, mm -hmm. uh, about 
25 miles out south in the forestry and and um i came uh started on my way back well i didn't make it home but anyway all of a sudden here it threw a rod so all that hard-earned little bit of money uh, <laughs> i made and oh yeah i worked at a christian brothers hockey stick factory my mother mm -hmm. was working there and my dad even worked there a little while and and um I think they got uh, ninety cents an hour. Okay, then, but well, that's again, pretty good. Know, that, yeah, that's pretty good. Gas for the vehicle, and yeah. Did you ever play hockey? Just um, not not very much. Yeah, I I, I wasn't uh, on any school team, but but I did have a pair of skates and played ho You know, just with road hockey or whatever. There, so that's right. You know, not like the boys; they went to state two or three times or one state. Yeah, and both of them were um, uh, played defense, and mm. so they. Oh yeah, Ben, he was the um, fastest skater at the regional thing in, in Fargo, okay. North Dakota, which is about a four and a half hour thing away. So um, he's pretty proud of that to this day. I think he got a little trophy. <laughs> 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 and Brian, he's right up there too. Boy, he he pulled his weight on the team like like all team members did. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch both the boys out there at once. Oh yeah, one thing comes to mind. Um, their their grandma Ailers mm -hmm. was the hockey team or game, and anyway, I I videoed it. I I captured it on video. Here uh, in the neighboring town, you know how rivalry goes. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, uh, there was um, a kind of a scuffle, and one guy hit one of our world team members uh, from behind. This I remember, and and um, anyway. Uh-oh, <laughs> there goes Brian head-to-head <laughs> head with a, uh, his name was Bubba. Everybody knew him. He was okay. the star player on the Badep team. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we thought, oh, Brian, are, how are you going to fare on this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> Brian just gives him a kind of a right hook and down he went the, <laughs> the crowd roared <laughs> and, and grandma Ehlers I got her like I say captured on video mm. way to go Brian <laughs> <laughs> so. she was a big fan of hockey too oh yes yeah, yeah. And, and that was a part of her enjoyment in the winter 10 months you know and we'd, we'd take her when we could I remember Rocky um Sue's younger brother mm -hmm. he came up one time during some playoffs and the kids were in uh like bantams or or you know before mm -hmm. going on the big high school teams yeah. um they were on the playoffs and they were doing so well and then uh rock was a little bit late there but he's about his bringing his mom like it was like a three hour drive away and he was doing well over 100 110 and i forget what all she told rock but <laughs> you know <laughs> we ain't gonna make it if you keep this up, you know. It's <laughs> kind of quiet voice, but they got there to see the the winning of the um, regional. Okay. Did, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you play any sports growing up? Oh, uh, basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Um, um, me and the neighbor boy, we went for the camaraderie, and mm -hmm. we weren't no star players, but mm -hmm. we went through the motions, and we showed up and. Oh yeah, we got to play uh, not the varsity, but we sat the bench. But it, it was all fun. We got mm -hmm. to play now and then, so you know, uh, yeah. you enjoy what what is there, you know. Yeah. What position did you play? It was um, defense. Defense. Or, or okay. Yeah, so. 
Did, do you still enjoy basketball? Or are yeah, you, yeah, I do. It's it's always a challenge to get it in the hoop. <laughs> it's like being married, you know. <laughs> um, so you said you you didn't make varsity or anything, but like I mean, was it was it um? Did you enjoy the process of like the training and all that sort of oh stuff? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I'm track team. I I I could run. I was the fastest uh, runner in the playground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, back in sixth grade or so. And uh, then there was a um, Henry Bushy, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a star player. He played on the Olympic team uh, a few times. Mm -hmm. and really? And, uh, okay. He, oh yeah, he was. You know, a lot of star uh, Olympic players. Came yeah, out that's of that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That a, a lot of people from Warroad like make the Olympic team or something. Yeah. What else is there to do in the wintertime? <laughs> 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 But anyway, then then he barely beat me a few times. So, but but it, it was just a challenge, you know, even for him, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. So the, so the the fun things and well, then in track, uh, I enjoyed the shot put, and uh, you know, kind of longer arms, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et and then and then the running, I really couldn't do the the long runs. I I didn't discipline myself to yeah go and run every day. I mean, on the farm, you know, you just. Uh, Go there and and um, uh, you know after <laughs> a hard day of baling hay or or, <laughs> yeah. or working in the fields, you know, oh no, I'm gonna go run two miles. <laughs> <laughs> you already got your workout for the yeah. day. <laughs> but it was kind of fun doing the uh, well, you pass the baton or mm -hmm. whatever that one is. Uh, the relay, right? Relay, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so uh, was there? What sport did you enjoy more? More did you enjoy the running or did you enjoy the basketball? I kind of enjoyed the running because or the track team. Cause yeah, they need you to do a little variety. But uh, like the basketball, that was mostly in the winter time, so that was very enjoyable too. Okay, so it gave you something to do during the winter too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What well, did you enjoy high school? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 That was. Um, you know, I was. Oh yeah, I remember in. in um, seventh or eighth grade when we were taking typing class you mm -hmm. know we first started within a week or two here i i was the fastest typer <laughs> for, for a little while yeah the girls you know then they passed me but but oh how they just got niffed because i <laughs> you know <laughs> you lit a fire under their ass that way they're like, oh jim was oh, not yeah. gonna beat us no yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. so did uh were you were you loved by people in high school, or, or were, did you like take oh more yeah, to yourself? I was no, um, you know, I, I look back on it, and I was part of the group that always picked on on s someone weaker or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know, not um, not maliciously or yeah. anything. But um, you know, it's too bad they just back then they just kind of accepted it and and. Um, you know, not, like I say, well, it wasn't roughhousing or anything. Yeah. And, and uh, it it uh, it was just the human pack mm -hmm. <laughs> thing, pack but mentality. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. oh, not that I didn't get picked on now and then, yeah. but it was all in good humor. And yeah, because uh, but you seem to be like the guy that well, you get along with anybody. Yeah, that's the way that school was. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember one school uh, in Elgebra. Mm -hmm. um, uh, his dad ran a construction company, and they they had lots of. Uh, um, oh yeah, 
he, you know, during the spring, he's the one that brought in these great big steel marbles or, mm -hmm. or steelies, they call them, you know, mm -hmm. and oh, everybody drooled over that thing, and, and uh, he rarely lost one of those, you mm -hmm. know, and the arguments. But anyway, the uh, um, algebra teacher, he was, uh, you know, after hours, what was his business, but he, he liked to go up to the barn, you know, but he's a heck of a good teacher. And and more often than not, at least once or twice a week, um, uh, we'd be l doing something, you know, in our books and, and look up and hear his heads down the, <laughs> the desk um, snoring. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember looking over and the girls there said, Sh should we go wake him up? And <laughs> sure enough, there's someone finally <laughs> did. But but there's one thing about um, volume mm -hmm. and uh, the all the algebra things that, that go along with volumes and and he he was the kind of the jokester of the class you mm -hmm. know the smart ass and okay and um oh yeah then there's another girl that you know just was uh, about the same mm -hmm. you know and um anyway the algebra teacher brought this um the volume thing up and and uh Anyway, the the girl she kind of lipped off to him a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, and, and we all kind of laughed in the class, and and then he said something about, well, I think I have more per square inch than you have. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, it just roared. The teacher had to turn around and go back to his desk and go to sleep. But you know, oh my God, some of those poor teachers, what what they went through with our <laughs> class. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't the class clown. Oh no, <laughs> I, I was pretty um, naive. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> okay, so that that came later. You're joking around, or or, yeah, or, were, you, or were you always joking around? It's just um, the other guy was a little bit, yeah. not not too much. I was pretty um, kind of laid back and and shy. Mm -hmm. uh, really didn't date any girls, and you know, uh, other than you know we um, went to prom or whatever, you know, and mm -hmm. but it was just a here and there and go and nothing serious with anybody or or even holding hands down the hallway that was <laughs> the big thing back then <laughs> so okay yeah. well did, did would you consider yourself a good student no no <laughs> straight to the point yeah i i uh, well i knew you know the, i knew the fine line where i had to be to pass mm -hmm. and oh, you know at that Time and, uh, Sounds about what I did. Yeah, but I sure enjoyed uh, hands-on classes. Mm -hmm. I didn't uh, in like industrial arts class and yeah. you know, making woodworking and all. Yeah, and boy, I got A's in there most. Yeah, of the time. anything to do with your hands, you excelled at. Yeah. So okay. Uh, that, that that was the fun, fun, more of the fun things. Otherwise, okay. I just uh, did enough to pass. You know why? But then um. I enjoyed drawing and, and a little bit of drafting back there. Mm -hmm. There's no CAD or computer mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah. And um, so then the, my mother, through one of the parent-teacher things, asked, uh, or they, they talked about um, going to drafting school. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a place in a town 90 miles away. Uh, it was a junior college type thing or trade school. Mm -hmm. And... So then I got interested in that, and and um, oh yeah, graduated in '69, mm -hmm. and then um, of course within two months or so, I uh, 
got this notice in the mail that everyone dreaded to see drafted in the army for oh you were years. drafted yeah oh. so i was you know signed up and everything to mm-hmm. you know so then i had to kind of cancel that of course yeah so and you you didn't have any inclination to to join the army no no because no, too many old you know couple year olders mm-hmm. you know at that time vietnam was so horrible and so many kids lost in the community yeah and uh, like I say, you know, t- what are we fighting for? And mm-hmm. that's, uh, I mm-hmm. think it's just big government profits or, yeah, you know, I mean, that's my take. And uh, yeah, but, uh, but finally it, it, it did end not too many years after that. Mm-hmm. So then I, yeah, after went into the service, got stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington, and a few uh, kids from high school, you know, that we knew all each other and. We're all same, put in the same platoon, and boy, we had a strict drill sergeant. He was uh, had honor platoons for many years, mm-hmm. so it was a tough role to haul, okay. you know. And um, so, yeah, we were low crawling through, uh, you know, large rocks, mm-hmm. and um, yes, our knees and elbows bled. Okay, but um, there's nothing needed stitches, and and um, you know, other pretty hard, intense things, but we were on our platoon. But on our platoon, guess what? We got to go to the PX more often than we got we got that. And, um, and then we got a s- small amount of monies, of course. Okay. Uh, you know, we, were, we saved it up. And, and oh, we'd stack, uh, stock up on on pastries. I remember that because mm-hmm. we could stuff them in our... In our shirts, you know, geez, we looked like we were all pregnant or whatever. <laughs> anyway, we'd go back. Then we'd hide them underneath our mattresses, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I think some of them even started them <laughs> out. <laughs> but we had our stash okay. you know, of, of, of food items. Is mm-hmm. the, is the big, big, big thing. Food, I can't say it was horrible and everything, but, uh, but then about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the basic training is about oh, 8 o'clock at night or something. Boy, I started feeling really running a fever and mm-hmm. everything. And and um, this is like in um, August, September. Really hot in that time. And uh, so when I went to the, um, the office that was open and, uh, you know, the person on duty you know i said i i I, i'm feeling really really bad and and he said well the dispensary the only one's open is like 12 blocks away and and um and they were no nobody coming around for Mm -hmm. two or three hours so i said well i'll I'll just walk there you know they told me oh you walked the whole way there i started to and um i got about three or four blocks and, and and something came over me so bad i i I was feeling just like an old, old man, that, oh. uh, um, and I, I knew I was going to pass out or whatever, so mm-hmm. I, I I sat down in the street, and, and that time of night, about 10 o'clock or so, uh, there's just no traffic, and then finally I seen lights coming down, and I waved down here, and I f- luckily it was one of the... Um, and then he he took me to the place and 
boy, as soon as they got there, here I was running like 104 temp. Oh, wow. And then I had a spot on my leg and all the signs of uh, spinal meningitis. Ooh. So, um, you know. What, what were you feeling? Like, was it just like a very horrible fever or did you feel other? other fever and uh, stiffness. Okay. All so, like, you couldn't move? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I say, I felt like an old man. Like today, <laughs> 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 married forty-eight years. Yeah, <laughs> and counting. <laughs> oh, so, they, so, so then they they took me from the uh, smaller clinic right away, almost, and and um, got over there. Things things happened real quick. Then they got me going intravenous, where they did a spinal tap. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like like a shock, you know, ah. when they get the needle in there. Ah. <laughs> and and the one doctor. He uh, had a, an assistant from uh, another country there, and and he could speak pretty good English, and and uh, you know he's telling the process and what they do and everything, and and, uh, and then he said, well, you know, he said, no, look here, you know, you get your back rubbed a little bit, and I, you know, as sick as I was, I, I st kind of started the humor back then, you know, yeah, I mean, as okay. long as there was a pulse, you know, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> laugh about me, okay, <laughs> so I said, oh, could you do a little more up up to the right? And and the other doctor from this foreign country, he just started to laugh. You know, he just uncontrollably <laughs> almost <laughs> the other doctor, my main doctor. You know, I mean, he's he's a, a um, colonel or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. he's high up on yeah. you know on the ladder there, <laughs> and he, he even chuckled. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, they uh, uh, what that spinal meningitis does to most of them that I've seen in there. It's kind of going around as a virus. They're almost going to quarantine Fort Lewis, but they had quarantined um, a place in, in um, California, Fort okay. Ord, maybe. And uh, anyway, it uh, like your meat and your, uh, my left arm was affecting, uh, just kind of almost like it, it deteriorates it. Really? Yeah. So uh, that, that was hurting, you know, plus hurting all over and and um, then you hooked up to all these IV things, and and oh, I remember that um, oh that uh, thing they put in you so you don't have to get up to go to the bathroom. Well, oh, the catheter. Uh, yeah, the catheter. He tried three times, and oh, I guess I gotta get a smaller one or something. <laughs> but oh, to go through that pain. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Enough about that, like <laughs> Sue's mother would say. <laughs> but anyway, uh, then uh, I guess the next day they they called my folks and they didn't know if I was going to make it or not. And mm -hmm. so they, uh, the local um, uh, place in, in uh, Rosa County there, they flew my folks out. They you know, didn't know if they were going to make it. And my brother Dean came too, I remember. And, um, but uh, then slowly I, I got, my temperature went down, you know, and and everything and I remember uh, once they took the intravenous out for for the penicillin and then they started giving you shots oh do you want it on the left side or right side <laughs> oh god that hurt you know just just you just barely uh, think about getting to sleep oh here comes the nurse with a needle you know <laughs> god both flanks you know I, oh I'm so glad when that that was over <laughs> oh yeah my dad um one fun thing you know I, I they were there when I was able to uh, um, walk out to the main area and whatnot. I wasn't quarantined or anything. And, and um, anyway, 
here there's Colonel Sanders. He was really? visiting there. Oh wow! Now I don't know if it's a prop, but I, you know, uh, somebody asked that. But but boy, he, my dad and him visited for the longest time, and really? he told my dad about how he come up with the recipe. Just wow. had like friends and neighbors over, like you're cooking, <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, you know the uh, that, like, like that was the highlight. Other than seeing me, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything like that. Oh yeah, I remember when, uh, you know, they just just hooked me up. They were, you know, did did start the intravenous and everything. The poor kid across the um, room, well, um, his folks were there, and uh, I remember him just uh, almost screaming, "Give me something for the pain, please, please!" You know, it's gonna go into his brain or whatever. But I, I think he came out of it, but. Oh, the pain, and then me just starting. I says, "Oh, I think, oh my God, is that going to be me in a little bit?" And oh, it just. But here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> Still ticking, Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> How long were y- was the were was that spinal meningitis going for? Oh, it. Um, I had it for till I was released. Um, Nearly a month. A uh, month? Yeah. So you were feeling like that for a month? Um, you know, uh, recovering. Wow. And then they let me go home for three weeks or so, and, and they came back, and oh, they put me out in a, in another uh, platoon to finish out my basic training, mm-hmm. and and um, the kind of a handicap-type uh, platoon, so okay. th- that wasn't quite so bad. You okay. know, I mean, they didn't... Uh, have a slow crawl through rocks and everything, mm-hmm. but we still went through a lot of It was it. still rough, just not as rough, I guess. Right. Oh, you know, well they call you every name under the sun, which <laughs> now, nowadays they'd be put in jail. <laughs> but they never took our mother's name in vain. Okay. Everything else, though. Everything else was fair game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were dog meat. We were horse poop. And oh, we were the low life scum. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had to really earn getting yeah. <laughs> up there, you know. <laughs> so then I, I, I signed up for a vehicle mechanic, so then I did that in Port Louis for a little while. Then next thing you know, here's uh, coming up for orders to go overseas, and, mm-hmm. and that was a dreaded thing because it's yeah. 90% went to Vietnam. And I thought, oh, shit. And um, anyway, it uh, went to place there and one guy was was kind of late at night and he was kind of lipping off to the guy that was doing some of the paperwork mm-hmm. and uh anyway he said there's one or two openings in um germany he said i'm gonna give one of these to you he said so and the other guy went to vietnam oh wow and uh so anyway i got stationed in berlin germany no field to go to that's okay. when the wall was still up and everything and okay we went on a few tours and then i bought a pentax spotmatic camera oh that was <laughs> top of the line then i joined a um, well, even then you were a photographer yeah okay yeah. i uh, joined uh, the photography course thing in the px area there that they offered and and that was really fun you know this black and white that mm-hmm. we did and uh and if you got advanced, you could go on to the color, but the black and white, oh, that was fun. I made a lot of prints of things, you know, because we could go on tours in the weekend mm-hmm. and in the Berlin Wall. And, and the tours are, we go on the bus and get, get the highlights of the areas. And everything's cobble streets, of course, mm-hmm. and, and the architecture. And then we'd go to some of the 
checkpoints um, near the Berlin Wall there, and and um, I took I got some pictures of uh, family that they'd be standing there, bundled up in their coats, and then waving at the another like an old apartment building. Uh, must have been some relatives, and you'd see them holding up a, a little child or something, and they'd have yeah. binoculars and and then wave, and you know that that was that was it. And it was sad to see, and and um, then yeah, we've seen all the um, horrific sights too. Yeah. And uh, like one um, horse stable, we uh, we weren't allowed to take pictures in there, of course, where there was uh, husband wife um, spies. And to get the information out of them, they did all sorts of things. Oh and then wow! Then they showed the, like the gallows or whatever, mm -hmm. where they just slowly hung one. I forget it's the wife or the husband, and mm -hmm. made the other one watch. You know, just yeah. just horrific. Yeah. Some of the things human beings would do to another. So yeah. So anyway, but there's more happy times. Oh yeah, they had a little barn within walking distance of where. There and you got to know the, the owner and his wife, you know, just the happy old uh, uh, mom and pop tavern mm -hmm. and things. And, and then, then once in a while there'd be some German party going on in there and, oh, they'd be singing the good old songs, you know, especially <laughs> when they get a few beers in them. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite the role. And, well, yeah, then, uh, you know, like I say, no field to go to, but we did get, um, uh, we had to go to a, a field event and uh, for about two or three weeks, so we traveled quite a ways to Hohenfels, Germany. Mm -hmm. And of course, we went to uh, communist uh, East Germany. But uh, I remember going through the checkpoints, and there's this here great big staunch yeah. uh, Russian. Um, he'd come around the back there. And of course, we, we all bought our liquor ahead mm -hmm. of time. And I know one guy. He was quite lippy, and he, he kind of pulled that out and showed it. And all the old uh, Russian, you know, general, <laughs> got a big star or something yeah. out of him. Well, he chuckled, and he said something in, in Russian, you know, or German. <laughs> you know, off, I forget, you know, school or, or whatever. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. yeah, he's chuckled about that. <laughs> one time. So then we made it uh, over yonder. We stopped at a few, um, you know, once we got out of uh, the Soviet part of it and, and um, stayed in some French quarters and mm -hmm. and um, yeah that's right there they, they told us about this ahead of time but they had these great big uh, I forgot the name of them big big tanks mm -hmm. where they had come up out of a bunker and do a nightly uh, a, a, a dry run mm -hmm. they'd, they'd come up out of there they'd, they'd kind of run a siren or whatever yeah and and you'd hear these great big diesels fire up and then all of a sudden out of nowhere here they popped up out of this big concrete bunker and, and all this tonnage and a great big um gun on it you know oh wow and uh they just kind of leap out you know and these big motors oh god for a farm boy that was just delicious <laughs> 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 so seen that and then they'd come up to one point there and then they had a great big blade in the back and then they'd come to a halt and then you hear the engines fire up that you see that uh, blade go down and then then they'd back up and, and set themselves in there you know just you know until they started to spin a little bit and, and then they pointed the 
turn to the or the the, the great big gun in a certain mm-hmm. direction over in yeah. the Soviet area, and, and uh, but uh, that was quite the thrill to see. That. Yeah, I can imagine. And then I signed up. Guess what? So I didn't have to quite go out in the field and <laughs> low crawl. Well, they didn't do that, but uh, it would have been fun to d- you know go out there too. Yeah. So I signed up for uh, kind of like permanent KP. What's oh KP? Like uh, kitchen duty. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I just buy a variety of things there. And well, this is one uh, head guy, he was a um, master sergeant or something. And, you know, he wanted everything just perfect. You know, he wanted to impress all the officers. And, and it, it was very nice. We all did our part. And we had to fold the napkins, cloth and napkins, of mm-hmm. course, you know, uh, just sewing the tables and, and, uh, and dishwashing. Oh, it got so bad my... Uh, you know, we didn't have rubber gloves at the time, and mm-hmm. and a lot of us, uh, our fi- hands, our fingers started to crack and, oh. and even bleed. Oh, so really? then I went to the dispensary, and, and then they they prescribed the rubber gloves for us, mm-hmm. so that was okay. But uh, you know, oh we got uh, through, through it. prescription. <laughs> yeah. But then we got to eat more too. <laughs> yeah, <so> <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Would you want? Would you like some water? Yeah, maybe I'll. Yeah, have a sip. I'll hold that for you. There it is. My taste and smell, you know, some some people lose their taste and smell. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where. Dripping. I don't know where the. You're dripping the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Phone call from Santa Claus. I go, well, what the hell? This isn't about the uh, middle of January with this year COVID, and, and, and you know I know my nose wasn't quite right, you know, from this COVID thing. I never heard anything like that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway I, I just don't know what happened. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I remember some. Um, geez, I feel war a bib. Don't get old, Hal. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, I, I remember that towards the evening, three or four guys came back. Um, it, was, it was just when we were in bed, I think. Mm-hmm. But they went on some, uh, like a private tour for, for soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, they came back and they were just quiet, like they seen a ghost stuff. And... Uh, Anyway, they they talked a little bit about it the next day. Here they, on this tour, they went to some castle where the um, Soviets or Germans at that time, they, uh, uh, how they tortured people to get information out oh of them. Oh, wow. They had stretch racks and everything where they wow. pulled people apart. And, uh, uh, they, they Like I say, they could hardly talk about it, but they were traumatized for about three days like they they just walked around like zombies like mm-hmm. like I said before you know what one human yeah. being would do to another I mean yeah. usually animals you know they'll uh, kill their prey and eat them or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, but they they do it immediately right <sighs> yeah or this it's just horrific you know to to even just see the look on these tough guys yeah just zombied from the trauma there 
Oh, then I had flat feet. So (laughs) 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 yeah, jump from that to flat feet. Imagine that. (laughs) So anyway, uh, to go get special supports for the feet, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, on your feet all day doing maintenance and um, jeeps and stuff. Well, yeah, they did hurt, you know, but yeah. So I went and oh, next thing you know, they're scheduling scheduling me to ride the train to Frankfurt and stay there a day or two and then come back and they could stay at the hospital or whatever. So I just kind of found a room way up high in one of their buildings and I just stayed there for my appointments. And there's one German fellow that um, he he custom made them to your feet to to fit and then you had to let them dry or cure and then you go back the next day and and they kind of cut them to fit your shoes and or boots and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was. Uh, I did that two or three times. I just milked it. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, and that's. Uh, oh yeah, that's about the time where mini skirts came out, okay. out too. Oh, that was, that was really something. I got some pictures of you know their big display things like mm-hmm. Dayton's or whatever you know when they first came out and. and uh, so it's quite some changing times back in yeah. 1970 or so. Yeah. So you were, I'll go back up. What, what, so you got to see East Germany and West Germany. Like, is there something yeah. that stands out in, uh, as in like how different they were? Oh, yeah. Like when I rode the train. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you'd look out uh, through the checkpoints in the Soviet. You're, you're, uh, kind of see a little bit of a movement and then you see uh, one of their um, soldiers laying prone position with his rifle pointed towards the, the train mm-hmm. and um, anyway I waved to one and waved back <laughs> I remember <laughs> that and of course we couldn't take no pictures yeah. when they were out there and going through that area but um, yeah that oh yeah then steam engines okay. uh, in, the s- in the Soviet side they, that oh that was just You'd see it more often than not, you know, traveling the train tracks. Yeah. We had to stop and wait for one went by and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all the steam and and everything. Kind of primitive, you might say, you know. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, because that's, that's really incredible, right? You get to see, it's the same country technically, right? But yeah. you get to see like, oh, one way does this and then the other way does that. And it's like. It, it's it's very shocking, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember going on a little, um, oh, like a trolley train mm-hmm. uh, in Frankfurt. You know, like sometimes it'd be there two days or whatever. So, so I just ride this trolley train, you know, and uh, you could tell, you know, you pay and you can go so far. And, and then uh, came to the end of the line or wherever it was. And, mm-hmm. and then um, they just sat there for a while. Then this one uh, school... Uh, a girl, she comes up to me. She could, you know, all kids could speak English there. Yeah. They were taught that, you know. And so uh, she said, um, I forget what exact words, but more or less said that uh, um, there's, there's going to be a like a half hour wait here until they go back. Mm-hmm. So, so um, she let me know what was going on, you know, because the conductor he didn't speak no English okay. or the of the trolley. That was interesting. Well, yeah, there's, um, you know, when I was walking with my camera and, you know, just taking pictures down Frankfurt, and of course, there's um, uh, some little bordellos or of ill repute that I took a mm-hmm. picture. I didn't go inside to take pictures, but I did get a 
picture to and it's got to be in the archives back home somewhere yeah. <laughs> do you still have those pictures yes and oh, uh, wow. a lot of my you know just developed the uh the film okay because we could develop our own film but it's black and white but nevertheless uh, a lot of treasured pictures yeah you're gonna have to show me these these, these sound amazing oh yeah when you come back here we'll uh, yeah you'll have to go through them and get a good laugh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long were you stationed in germany it was less than a year okay but um yeah um boy then i got an early out to okay. go to drafting school okay oh geez you know just one day uh, knocked off your two years you know mm -hmm. Oh, that was such a, a good, fun feeling to be flying yeah. back to the states. You know, I can imagine there was a was there some relief. Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, you know, you you talk to mom and dad, and sometimes I'd call collect or or pay a huge amount for a phone bill. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of our minute wages. You know, yeah. Just say hi or whatever and whatnot. So, but it's fun just to hear mom and dad's voice and stuff yeah well i know i bought a um a super eight projector and um anyway we uh it was one that you could record the voice onto the thing but um it it wasn't where you could um i didn't have the good enough camera uh where i could actually get video with the mm -hmm. with it but i recorded hi mom and dad and this and that and that and this you know and Anyway, so I, I sent that home with the projector a month or two before mm -hmm. I was uh, uh, leaving there. And so that, that was fun. And then, you know, boys will be boys. You got <laughs> some um, uh, nasty Super 8 movies. So we went to the <laughs> PX, and the, and the guy in charge, well, there's, there's a woman in charge, but he was kind of like the, the head janitor of the mm -hmm. thing. Well, anyway... Um, got the 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 roll up screen you know and oh there's about a dozen of us there at least you know oh we're gonna watch this skin flick movie you know <laughs> <laughs> like i say boys will be boys and yeah and um <coughs> anyways started up and hear that the uh, german guy he comes peeks his head in the door and he starts grinning and <laughs> and uh then this head like very and she she kind of comes <coughs> like what's going on or whatever she just kind of said and then he talked to her in German, of course, and the next thing I know, she, she kind of walked off. You know, he, he covered for us, <laughs> <laughs> and he came back and watched. <laughs> but all, you know, just us. Hello, my fellow forgetter. I hope you're enjoying yourself and having a good old dandy day. Now you just sit back and relax while you keep tuning in to Forgive and Forget with Hal Sadie. Oh, yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Boys and the boys thing, yeah. That's funny. Um, where did they send you to draft school? Drafting oh, school. That was in Thief Ever. Uh, no. okay. I remember flying home, and it was I got home the day, you know, I had to fly in uniform. Mm -hmm. And anyway, my brother was graduating from school. So I went there in uniform. And that must have been when I first caught Carrie Sue's eyes. <laughs> you know. And because she was with a, uh, a s old school buddy, we went out duck hunting, goose mm -hmm. hunting, and trapping, and everything else, you know, from grade school on up. And uh, 
anyway, it's his girlfriend, and uh, Sue was running with her. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, you know, I thought nothing of it because I remember Sue riding on the school bus, you know, on the same bus, and you know, thinking nothing of, geez, that's going to be my wife, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that um, and thought nothing of it really, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and the next thing I know is. Um, on the farm, you know, helping my dad uh, driving an old 52 Chevy mm-hmm. pickup, you know, with a great big shift lever that goes yeah. down to the floor, you know, and you go, uh, you had to move it a lot, you know, <laughs> to go the gears. And anyway, well, here comes my cousin Loretta, you know, my uh, friends was going with her at the time. And anyway, um, well, they come over just to see me. And uh, oh, yeah, Sue's all flirty type, and <laughs> so. You know, like I said, I was kind of shy all these years and everything. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so they rode to town with me. I think I had to go dump a load of grain or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and and so then, oh yeah, we'll ride with you know in this little short uh, pickup, you know, bench seat. Well, oh, here I I we're going to the shifts. So well, Sue was in the center right next to me, mm-hmm. and I slipped and I touched her leg or her knee. God, I felt embarrassed. <laughs> oh, she kind of giggled. <laughs> and I think it was history after that. <laughs> How old were you when, when, when this was going on? Uh, I think 20. Yeah, 20, because okay. I um I turned 21 when I was going to drafting school. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy myself a beer. And uh, so I went up to the bar that evening and and bought one beer and... And that was it, you know. Was that the first beer you ever had? No, over in Germany, we was pretty fluent. I wasn't much of a beer drinker anyway. I don't... I remember, you know, going stumbling drunk. Mm. So I just... uh, Moderation. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But the German beer was was really good. Yeah. That was fun going to uh, some of the uh, beer uh, breweries there in Oahu where they had the huge brass vats, you know, where they've been doing it since Mm -hmm. 1910 or whatever. (laughs) Oh, and then we got free beer there. (laughs) And and, uh, oh, yeah, they usually had a um, commodore there. And Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah, more beer, more beer, you know. And. Of course, we rode bus on this tour thing. So <laughs> that was uh, very, very memorable. Sounds like you had a great time in Germany. Oh, yes. That that was a huge highlight. Like I say, there's yeah. no f- field to go to. We just did minimal maintenance on mm-hmm. Jeeps, you know, and and then you know, go see the sights. There's lots of things to see. Yeah. Did you have any mechanical inclinations before that, or, th- or is that where you learn how to work a, a car? Um, just... Owning a 60 Ford, you know, and changing motors on them, you know, and uh, that's where you use a screwdriver and a crescent wrench. And, mm-hmm. and um, you didn't have Google it or, or <laughs> YouTube <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> it's just learn from the neighbor or your dad, you know. And mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me, I, when I was about 10 or 11 years old, I think I had the first three-wheeler in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a box frame out of two-by-fours. And then I had a pulley and um, system, and then a chain drive down to two wheelbarrow wheels. Mm-hmm. And then a neighbor kid had a, uh, a girl's bike, you know, where it kind of swooped up. So I, 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 I cut that off at a straight angle, then went over into the blacksmith shop in town 
and for um, a dollar fifty or something at the time, he welded this nice steel plate onto that. So then I drilled holes and then bolted that on the front of the, uh, uh, like a two foot by four foot, um, two by four box. And and then my brother, he was uh, out in Portland, Oregon at the time. Well, he had this nice chainsaw. Mm -hmm. He was just kind of sitting there. So so I took that and, you know, the wheels turning, old farm boy. And, and my dad kind of helped and uh, we found a sprocket. Uh, that I took into that uh, welding guy, and he welded that onto the end of the um, the automatic clutch thing. I had automatic clutch too. Oh wow! And then I Jerry rigged up a uh, a throttle onto that, and and um, I think that's my engineering skills going to work there. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, it it opened up other avenues in mm -hmm. the computer, you know. And so anyway, that. Uh, Oh, that go down the road. I I thought there's somebody that had a picture or two of it. That that was really really a lot of fun, you know, with automatic clutch too. Mm -hmm. It didn't go but ten, twelve miles an hour. Then I remember my brother coming back, and you know he wasn't mad, but you know he oh here's isn't a good chainsaw. You know, <laughs> all he had to do is get the clutch part. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, one second, let me. Okay. Am I on pause? No, no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, thing. He kind of opened up some memories here. <laughs> there you go, Jimbo. Okay, so. All right. Okay. Where were we? We were, uh, so, you're talking about how you got, like, your mechanical inclination, right? Yeah. Um, so, after, when you're, before you went to drafting school, that's when when, when you met Mama Sue. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, was, that was quite the thing, you know, going and. I had to run home every weekend then. <laughs> <laughs> how how long were you in drafting school? Oh, it was um supposed to be a one or one year plus course, but at that time uh, there's a, a pre-cut homes construction it was just going wild at the time, mm -hmm. and they called the school and asked if there's um they had four or five draftsmen, and like four like we'd started about the time same time mm -hmm. but the uh um i had like uh two or three months left but uh i remember the um, drafting teacher he uh um had a little motorcycle mishap mm -hmm. and uh he didn't break anything but he needed a weaker healing or whatever and came back but um i could always print good and and we did have templates you know where you could use to do your printing for the mm -hmm. thing and and I, I it's just a natural um thing i did you know just the f and anyway he he said um used a, a um a thing to do that and i said no i did not you know and, and then he he looked you know really looked close and he, he was an old teacher kind mm -hmm. of you know and and yeah so anyway i had a 
good score on on doing all that. So that that was good. And um, but anyway, the <coughs> this uh, Cap Holmes the called. So then um, we had the opportunity going down there, and then we kind of finish out our schooling mm -hmm. there, and they'd send a report back, and I did get my diploma for that. And then and um, four or five of us, I remember, we all went down for the interview, and and then I told them, um, well, I am. I do have a 10% disability. Uh, you know, you, we brought our prints down, and, and mm -hmm. well, I got the comment on how, how, how clear my printing was. You know, mm -hmm. that, that means a lot to them, you yeah. know, the interviewer, and that's what they want to see. is not, oh, no, how, what, what size thing goes there, you know, on mm -hmm. the print. So, um, so I think that helped me. And, you know, naive and not knowing at the time, well, they, uh, we thought a lot of veterans and stuff. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, you don't worry about that. I said, and then I, I spoke and I said, you know, there's four or five of us and we need to find some uh, housing. We don't know what to do. You, do you think we're all going to be hired? You know, I just kind of frankly asked. And mm -hmm. said, it looks pretty good, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, some of us teamed up and, and one fellow was married and we kind of lived together in an apartment and then uh, the one guy they were engaged, and he stayed at our place for for some time, and mm -hmm. and um and then he went, and oh yeah, then Sue um, went to a private school um, of lab tech and X-ray, mm -hmm. and where usually it's like a four-year course or something, but being yeah. as private and uh, and um it cost a little bit, but I forget how that was done or if there's some grants, whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. so she. Um, had her own vehicle and I had mine and and um, she'd go up on, on Lake Street, not a real good area mm -hmm. in the cities even at that time, but uh, anyway, she um, she did a lot of studying. Oh, I remember when she um, got to the point where practiced drawing blood. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, after being married 48 years, yeah, we yeah. know what that's all about, but yeah. anyway, she'd come home with these vials, I think there's five or six of them. And she practiced on me. <laughs> and, you know, I had to be tough. You, know, uh, you pop them veins up, thank God. They came up. She didn't have to poke me more than, you know, and fill them up. Oh, she almost trembled. She's doing so good. <laughs> 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 well, then one time, I remember, you know, just being being married and stuff and down there. And, and times were kind of tough, you know, paying rent and, mm -hmm. and uh, fuel. I, I don't know why, but we had to go home every weekend, as it seemed like. And that was... Uh, six-hour drive but we did mm -hmm. and uh remember coming home one time and and uh you know you just had macaroni and mac and cheese and and um you know we had to wait about three days to, uh, and then we kind of rationed that out mm -hmm. and we had a bucket of five quart pail of ice cream wow and i come home you know after work one day you know i think we had two more days to go and so on and I went to the freezer, and you know, we only had the fridge freezer. Mm -hmm. And uh, where's the ice cream? I, I stepped around the corner, you know, a little tiny. Mm -hmm. I, I says, "Where's the ice cream?" Sue kind of slithered. I ate it. <laughs> a whole freaking bucket. I mean, maybe there's five quarts. I mean, I mean, there probably wasn't a whole five quarts, but I mean, there had to be. Uh, 
That was a lot of ice cream. That was a lot of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Just so, you know, you're all pumped up, you know, and and hungry and come home from work. Oh, I'm going to have some ice cream. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) It didn't happen. (laughs) So, how long did you guys date before you you got married? Oh, it um, wasn't, well, maybe a year. Mm -hmm. Maybe a year, yeah. What what year did you get married? It was in seventy three. Okay. So yep. And um, so after Thief River Falls, you just came back to War Road. Um, no, that's when we went direct to the cities, and then okay. uh, then Sue graduated, and um, yeah, seventy three too, I, I believe. Okay. And then then she had her schooling all lined up down there, and. And uh, made the move. <laughs> How long were you in, in St. Paul? Uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, okay. near the Veterans Hospital, just north of the um, airport. And okay. And um, oh yeah, we rented a house then, finally, after mm-hmm. the apartment. And then we went to some garage sales, and here they had a nice calico mother cat. And mm-hmm. and so we acquired that for $5 or something. And, mm-hmm. and oh, she was like the rule of the roost. She... You know, she went in and out, and she just stayed in the yard. Mm-hmm. And we even brought her up to um, later years. We moved up to Hallock because Sue got a j- job there as a lab tech next ray at the mm-hmm. hospital. So, you know, out of school, that was a good uh, stepping stone mm-hmm. for her. And then from there, we went to um, back to Warroad, and I worked with a friend there. And, and uh, they had kind of a logging business, so did that for a while. And... Anyway, then she got this uh, lab tech next to at, at the Warroad um, mm-hmm. Clinic or Hospital it was there. So uh, we didn't have any kids till I forget what year. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Everybody was looking, you know, right after we got married because her folks had to sign for her. She was yeah. uh, 15 or so or <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. it was. And, and uh, yeah, I remember going to the courthouse and the judge... Um, you know, visited with her and then her folks, you know, and, and whatever routine they mm-hmm. go, well, then they signed off, you know, and uh, and uh, got married. But, oh, it was the talk of the town. <laughs> oh, she's going to get a big belly really quick. <laughs> oh, we waited two or three years before we had any kids. So. Mm-hmm. Then Teresa, of course, was the first. Yeah. Yeah, you're married to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's part of that story. <laughs> <laughs> so... What year were you, were you guys back in War Road? Oh, that had to be the um, mid-late 70s. 70s okay. Yeah. okay. So I, I tried running a uh, gas station or, or mm-hmm. rented it mm-hmm. in an um, adjoining town 22 miles away from War Road. Um, and that was a learning curve. <laughs> it <laughs> last more than a year, and I got out before, you know, going in debt and whatnot. So okay. Like I say, a, a little learning curve there and then ended up, um, like I worked at the uh, hockey stick factory mm-hmm. for, for almost a year and then um, then I went to uh, Marvin Windows and started working there and, and uh, it was kind of, in, it was a specials department where we did special size windows so mm-hmm. I got to hands on the windows and then uh, one time a schoolmate, he was uh, head of um, engineering and maintenance and and uh somehow they knew that i had um drafting skills mm-hmm. so um 
asked if I'd be interested interested in going up there. And she said, sure. I s- spent about eight years there, almost mm-hmm. ten years at Marlins okay. Total. And that was really interesting. It was machine design, you know. You, yeah. you go down to the department, well, they need this, that, <coughs> you know, to... And uh, the farm boy kicked in, and <laughs> and uh, you know I, I build things in my mind, and um, like especially overnight, it, it it just wake up in the morning, and then Bing, 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 it's it's all in place. Yeah, I I tell all my kids it's it's a gift because mm-hmm. they talk about some of those things. I mean, to us it's just a matter of fact. But anyway, um, they they had a big long like eighty or hundred foot. Uh, line with uh, real thin um, belting that they're moving the windows on. Mm-hmm. Well, when they had uh, heavy windows, uh, there'd be too much drag and the drive wouldn't, uh, uh, it would slip, you know, and they tried mm-hmm. different sprays on yeah. this big three three belts, you know, and because it's like an assembly line that would move the things. And so, uh, you know, just click, click, click. We'll see, we need more. Um, drive uh, pulleys mm-hmm. so then I, I designed where there's three of them and they loop around and then go up and then loop around the other one and then the other one all of them drove mm-hmm. oh that just cured that over there <laughs> tickled pink about that well that's when they uh, come up with a CNC routering mm-hmm. to do special wood pieces on the windows and yeah. some of them are fairly huge and um <coughs> well, their uh, router, they had to sick manually screw down different things, and once in a while they'd ruin a bit, and those bits cost money, but for a big company, you know, they mm-hmm. just had more bits, and, and um, you know, they, they had to, it was just a big problem, so I thought, oh, how about getting, like, like pegboard, but anyway, they drilled a whole bunch of holes, and then uh, did the math, you know, and, and and you get to know in engineering, you don't try to reinvent the wheel or yeah. you go to a company where they have uh, tried and true, well, this one needs this and, you know, and so anyway, I checked with how many CFM I needed to um, suck down a piece of wood mm-hmm. and be darned if it didn't work. Oh, that that was just spectacular. It, uh, you know, it, they'd lay the wood on there and turn that thing on and it hold it in place enough, you know, where it would uh, wouldn't move the wood, and they could do all the routing. So that was a highlight, and and then there's other fun things that uh, invented. And then after uh, almost ten years, I got the rare opportunity. I went down to some uh, uh, af- after school. Um, uh, they had uh, learning things, mm-hmm. and they'd have where you could uh, you could practice up for taking the postal service test, mm-hmm. and it was kind of complicated. A lot of um, verbal uh, things and vocabularies, <laughs> whatever your English. And mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I went down, took the test at Thief River Falls, and. Uh, place and be darned if I didn't pass. Oh, yeah, we got military um, points, too, so, okay. so that helped, of course, <laughs> you know. So uh, anyway, next thing you know, you know, the the whole, it's just a given that you, if you do get hired, you're as a sub and you run every um, holiday or after mm-hmm. a holiday or weeks of and 
and um, this part-time and you know you have to have another secure job to mm-hmm. afford to do that you know and just the right people but here I got an opportunity to go full-time the rural carrier it was over in Badger 35 miles away and so I jumped on that because uh, they say it's a million dollar job you know if okay. you, you know if you stick with it and well I didn't see no million but <laughs> 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 but I did put enough away where you know I, I bought some toys afterwards and mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything and uh, it it worked out quite well but, uh, I remember being so sick one time you know you just feel so dedicated this way north of badger maybe 10 miles from the canadian border and the wind was blowing and it was snowing and got a flat tire oh no and and i was just within hollering distance of some people and i remember the lady opening up there and do you want to come in and warm up i said no i'm just about done but i i I was throwing up sick, oh even wow. you know, uh, but he uh, just kept going in them days, you know, and mm. it wasn't like a meningitis, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I suffered through that and then uh, got through that. But some of the things I, m- I remember, oh yeah, my mother was still alive, and and I remember uh, in '82 or so, uh, the uh, Subaru offered uh, rural carriers a right-hand drive Subarus, okay, and uh, for uh, like six, seven thousand dollars less than the list price of the regular mm-hmm. ones. So, so quite a few carriers got them, and, and um, oh, that's so nice. You know, you didn't have to reach across with your leg and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, Teresa and, and Trina, they had their driving permits, and, mm-hmm. and uh, not Teresa, but Trina took her driving permit, and and, and the instructor. Uh, um, Almost didn't let her, but but he did, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, so um, but anyway, we could order it with a factory uh, skid plate. Mm-hmm. So I um, ordered a double one, you know, just so it's all smooth and because yeah. uh, I know how the snow can get up there, and and then they're all wheel drive, of course, and uh, get some good old snow tires in them, <laughs> and see some of the things uh, that thing would go through and. Anyway, I remember one time when we got quite a snowstorm, you know, a lot of wind, and uh, there'd be pretty high drifts, but uh, I got pretty darn good. Well, once or twice, I, I, I miscalculated, and then <laughs> I, I, I... Had a couple... <coughs> had, had, the had a couple slips. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I... Uh, um, you know, you could see the, the road on the other side, so I'd get up uh, about 40 miles an hour is just perfect, you know, and, and you'd hit that, and you could just feel the car lift up, and, and you know, with that smooth uh, skid plate underneath it, just raise up, and you'd make it to the other side. Well, one time I didn't, so I, I knew it was more <laughs> than what I could shovel, and I seen the county <laughs> plow not too far away, so I, I thought, what the heck, I'm going to call the county department. Sure enough, the the big plow next thing they radioed him, and mm-hmm. within a um, 20 minutes or so, he come and you know, all laughed, you know, because <laughs> I think I delivered his mail to yeah. Ernie Meyer, I think it was his name. <laughs> but oh yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, a lot of memories I put on. Um, oh, oh yeah, my that Subaru went uh, 440,000 miles. Oh, and then wow. finally the wow. motor went out. So, but like my dad said, cheapest thing you can do is uh, change oil and. 
and, and I changed oil faithfully on it, and mm-hmm. it, it, it served me well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, 400,000 miles, that's a, that's a uh, lot. Yeah, for for anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, how long were you at the at the postal service? Uh, it's twenty five years. 25 I got my twenty five year pin. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you you got you pretty much met everybody in town because of that, right? Oh right, yeah. You know, years after I retired, you know, we'd go to the county fair. Oh hi Jim, hi Jim. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember everybody or no? Mm, for a few years, I did because yeah. I uh, I. Uh, one lady, she married a fellow from Badger, and she was a regular carrier Orod, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get back to your own town, you know, mm-hmm. just to click the way it was. But at that time, I think it still can, but you can do a mutual trade, they call it. Okay. So I got a surprise phone call from here, from her that if uh, I'd be interested in a m- mutual trade. So what a godsend. You yeah, know? you wouldn't have to drive 35 miles every day. Right, yeah. You you were still living in Warroad, right at the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah, for six days a week, it it is. Especially since you're in in a car all day too, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Well, then when it's back at Warroad there on um, um, oh nine, mm-hmm. and because uh, I retired in twenty thirteen, um, then um, went into town, got Grandma Ehlers, mm-hmm. new New Year's. Uh, dinner you know and everybody's there and oh yeah brian was home on leave from uh iraq and mm-hmm. and um anyway so uh anyway she had a little camera digital at that time mm-hmm. of course and and she, uh so then we oh yeah, we raised white-tailed deer back then and and we um had some pretty nice racks on the deer in, mm-hmm. in january and and most of the bucks are tame you know and mm-hmm. And I took a little camera out there, and I threw a bale of hay over to the to the deer, and um, oh, am I, you know, it was really cold, maybe twenty below, and mm-hmm. and uh, fingers felt a little numb. Well, yeah, you know, and and uh, anyway, deer come up there, and I took some pictures, snaps for it, and oh, yeah, she was all happy about that, and she, you know, she was watching from the car, you know, and and then I came back to the car, and then oh, you know, I had a little twinges going down my arm, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm, you know. So anyway, brought her up, dropped her at the front of the house, and and um, so I was gonna put the car in a garage. Met met Sue at the door. Well, oh, you look awful pale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I said I don't you know, feel different or anything. Then I put the car in the garage, come in, and and uh, she looked at me. You are white. So um, well then then I had a little bit of twinge in my chest, you know, oh. like I've never had before, mm-hmm. and um. So she made me take a ibuprofen or whatever, yeah. and um, and then another little twinge. You know, I told her about that, and then how a little bit of pain in the arm, but you know, yeah. the hay bale or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I was gonna go lay down for a minute, you know, and and then I come down the hallway and she says i'm gonna call an ambulance oh no 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 <laughs> denial you know and it was only um uh, 58 years old then, you know? and uh um and she says well i'm gonna call call the hospital nurse well the nurse said call an ambulance mm-hmm. so she did oh god the embarrassment you know walking into the house and 
all the aroma, you know, we raised our own chickens, you know, yeah. and, and whatever else, the New Year's meal, you know, and and Brian had a few friends there at the time, I think. They were, they were going to go to Bemis Hill mm-hmm. and um, before the big meal. And anyway, uh, well, um, so I sat down on the, uh, where Brian was going to, and his buddies were going to run me down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, anyway, I got out almost was going into the vehicle and they, they were getting ready to come out there they had a running in front and i had quite a bang in my chest i thought no this ain't good oh so i came back in we had a, like a church pew and said mm-hmm. and so i sat there and and uh waited for the ambulance and um oh a neighbor lady she's an emt trainer mm-hmm. she uh her husband heard the call for the ambulance. Oh, that's Jim Hamlin's. They only live a mile away. Mm-hmm. So over they came, and, and she was uh, my sub-carrier for a little while to post up. I mean, mm-hmm. we know each other very well, yeah. you know. And um, I remember her, Mary is her name. She bops through the door. She says, well, James, what's up? So she sat down to the left of me, and she says, uh, um, you know, she's taking my pulse, and, and wha- what's happening or whatever. So I mm-hmm. told her, well, I got you know, a little bit I didn't, and I, I said, uh, well, I got this pain down my my left arm, and and then um, and I said, there's some some uh, chest pains right in here. I, all I remember is going like this, and I remember Brian standing like three feet away or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's when my heart stopped. Oh wow! <laughs> Cardiac arrest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um. Of course, the ambulance didn't show up for about 40 minutes, but mm-hmm. she, she said, Brian, help me get him down. And she did CPR on me for about 40 minutes. And uh, Brian offered to, um, you know, take over for her. No, she had the rhythm down, but mm-hmm. she was, uh, that's pretty strenuous. And yeah. she knew how to do yeah, it. And Brian like would have probably broke my ribs. I'd still be <laughs> hay- healing today. <laughs> but I'm sure he would have kept blood flowing. Yeah. Well, when the ambulance, oh, yeah, I... I when I had the my heart stop, I I I, I don't remember, it, but I, I clenched down, chipped the front of my tooth, Ooh. and uh, thank goodness I didn't choke on that because there's a fair sized piece. Ooh. You want to hear more detail? <laughs> 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 uh, so then that um, uh, Brian helped get me down. She's doing CPR, and and she called for a second ambulance or whatever. It's kind of storming, but not mm-hmm. uh, whiteouts and. Uh, Anyway, so then her um, uh, son went down to the end of the road. He was there with his vehicle to make sure the ambulance knew which way to go. And um, anyway, uh, when the ambulance got there, well, then they uh, used the paddles on me twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sue's mom was over at the, we have a long table there. And, and uh, they tell me that she, oh, she was praying. Maybe that's what pulled me through. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they, when they use the paddles on me, I come to the second time. But you know, afterwards they tell me I didn't even jump up off the floor like <laughs> in the movies. You know, no drama. You know, <laughs> of course, you know I didn't have really the cell phones to take videos, of course. But <laughs> just, you know, oh, you would have had someone record you doing the whole process. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking doing a re-en- reenactment, you know, and have some little prop where I jump up about three feet off the floor. Or something, <laughs> you know? and then 
hair stand on end, you know. Oh, I could make a nice dramatic movie or something. <laughs> well, then I, uh, I didn't come to then, but, um, you know, we all have our favorite clothes. Here I had my favorite coat on that, you know, <laughs> it just fits perfect. You know, yeah. It, yeah, it had a little routine on it to use. Mm. And um, here they, um, instead of unzipping it, they cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the paddles in there. But I guess that's what they do. I didn't quite notice that or realize that till after I got home, you know, weeks later. And, well, where's my coat? Oh, here's the liner, but here's what's left to your coat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that I remember the uh, kind of coming to in the ambulance because they had some tube down my throat and I started. I remember waking up and I couldn't hardly breathe through it, you know, uh, this thing you, you wanted mm. to gag. So I pulled that out, and uh, um, here the, they said, well, he, he must be feeling or doing better or whatever, mm. you know. And uh, that's about 10 miles away between going to our place and the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then um, oh yeah, they stabilized me there and then uh, took me by ambulance because I guess it was uh, too stormy for um, medevac me okay. to uh, Grand Forks, which is about hours away almost if they medevac you they, they take you by heli helicopter i think it was a helicopter at that time wow they had two or a plane or whatever so mm -hmm. so anyway i remember the you know the, like i say it was kind of storming the finger drifts then mm -hmm. those ambulances that are so rough and boom 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 boom, boom <laughs> all the way and then uh it was on the weekend of course and uh, they had some uh fill in surgeon but uh he did a good job st stinting me and mm -hmm. i remember the next day uh recovering you know and and everything and they just called the widow maker one mm -hmm. and um anyway i told sue you know laying there well <coughs> and she come in in the er room and visited and says you know i i i just gotta tell somebody that um you know and wasn't making up any stories like mm -hmm. I seen a light or anything but I, s yeah. I said I have no fear of death now I'm going to miss everybody mm -hmm. but uh, like I've told doctors since you know what did I see or not see Yeah. I, I told at Fargo you know when I went for checkups or the heart doctor or, mm -hmm. or uh, different ones I'd mention this and they had heard things like that Yeah. too so um, I said I'd, I'd like to go s see some hypnotist Mm -hmm. and see if they could draw out or find out what yeah, I wh did what see. Or not. Yeah, or maybe we're not supposed to know. Otherwise, yeah. everybody would be jumping over the cliff. <laughs> 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 so, so that's the story of that. <laughs> <laughs> How long uh, do you remember, like, coming back to consciousness, like, right after? Or, or, how, how, or was it, like, after the surgery? Or what, what do you um, remember? The surgery, I... They didn't put me under with that, you know, and I kind of vaguely remember the operating room there and, uh, you know, what they were kind of explaining what they were going to do and mm -hmm. everything. And, and uh, so, but but the um, the waking up was between our place and, and the hospital. And when the I had the hard time breathing, like choking, yeah. what's this damn thing down my throat, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that, that was a, kind of a horrific well, I think she says, James, your heart stopped. 
oh really and then <laughs> she called on her, her she had a cell phone she mm-hmm. she called Sue and I told Sue you know hi Sue I love you because <laughs> 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 you know my dad had a heart attack then within yeah. a week he passed away after okay. the hospital you know I thought mm-hmm. you know all these things uh, yeah, everything's know, going through your yeah, mind yeah right you know am I gonna make it or what, what's going on next mm-hmm. you know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still well, here, Jimbo. Yep. And then, um, I forget well, how many years later, <coughs> going down for heart appointments, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, six months after I retired from the Postal Service in 2013, um, come down with this old farts disease, macular degeneration, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a treatable type. And, uh, you know, got to know the, the staff there in, in Fargo <coughs> and, uh, they'd, uh, give me shots in the eyes. About eleven hundred dollars per shot. Wow. Some kind of can to dry up the uh, the wet type uh, macular mm-hmm. degeneration in the eye. And oh yeah, it, the first time when they you just kind of they, they numbed your eyes, but, but you know this you could kind of feel the needle going in like into gristle, mm-hmm. and then and then they they give the solution in there at a certain rate, and um they had a real good nurse. She's like a drill sergeant. Okay, hold still, hold still. You know, don't don't blink, don't 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 move. You know, and I mean, she just, you know, yeah, kind of talked to you through it, and, and I thanked her for all that. You know, yeah. You know, I told her she's like a drill sergeant. I don't know why she <laughs> took that. <laughs> Brought you back to the old days. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I had them shots about almost once a month for almost a couple years, and wow. then it, uh, um, I was taking some other uh, multivitamin type things for eyes and. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the doctor said, you know, after about two years, uh, the wetness kind of went away, or that dried mm-hmm. it up. And and um, anyway, he said, whatever you're doing, just keep it up, you know. And my eyes e- eyesight even improved, so okay. so that was good to hear. And he, then I did ask him a few years ago, well, what's his had seen, you know, how much good years do I have to enjoy retirement driving mm-hmm. or whatever. He says, "Oh, at least ten. So that was okay. kind of good to hear. Okay. So, uh, so I'm just kind of scheduled out my retirement funds accordingly and bought toys now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pass up a good deal, Jimbo. No. Oh yeah. Then you know all them trips to to and from Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue's on the cor- right side of me, of course, and I keep asking, her, "What did you say? What did you say? What did you say?" Because you go right there, yours checked. Okay. So went and got my ears checked. And Anyway, uh, next thing you know, the the ear doctor scheduled an MRI for me, and what the heck does that do with my ears? Or, mm-hmm. You know, really? To well, had that done in the morning, and we were still in Fargo, is in one of the um, stores there, and cell phone rang, and here was the doctor, and oh, this is Mr. Brown, and um, well, we found out why you have hearing loss in your right ear. And I said, oh, and uh, he says, yeah. Um, don't don't uh, get alarmed or anything. There's a small tumor in your sensory area there. You have friends and neighbors, you know, or family. Mm-hmm. Says, oh, imagine Jim having a sensory area. <laughs> 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 um, so anyway, it uh, says it's not uncommon, and uh, the main thing is if if it starts to grow, we'll monitor that. And then there's different things he'd consult with his three other uh, colleagues. He called them. Uh, there's there's different options. It could be surgery, but then there's uh, like immediate uh, hearing loss. And then there's a um, 
We could do uh, pinpoint uh, x-rays, a gamma knife, they call it. Mm-hmm. And um, we could do a prolonged one, you know, draw it out for uh, weeks, but then you have to s- stay there, and then they have to stabilize your head real, uh, you know, it sounded like a lot of monkey business. And so then um, I called down to the Mayo Clinic and talked to some staff member there. Or she seemed like she knew that there was a different uh, using the radio frequencies. And then got down there uh, for the appointment and then, you know, met with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, we don't do that in the um, head area. They've done it in other parts of the body. And um, so that was out of the question. So they just went ahead with the down there at uh, Mayo Clinic and they did the gamma knife thing where they have eight or ten little um, then they pinpoint and they put me in this, you know, kind of drilled little things in your skull and and um, to hold your head really still. And then mm-hmm. they kind of put you in the um, um, X-ray. Yeah. There, the Did you feel anything when they put all of that? Or, or well, they numbed it, but yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, the CAT scan thing, you know. And Jesus, just like going uh, in a Star Trek movie, you know. <laughs> I've sure seen uh, uh, Uhula there, you know, and, and whatnot mm-hmm. in her headsets, you know. Yeah. But there's like, um, well, at least eight people there, you know, and all this computer-like stuff there. And, uh, of course, they, you know, the doctor, um, you know, they started, was going to start the procedure, you know, and I hold very still. I mean, I couldn't move my head anyway. They had this head mm-hmm. thing on me. But they're gonna, you know, what what's gonna happen, and um, go in there and and, and uh, they're gonna fry that uh, <laughs> tumor. So Barnacle. they wouldn't grow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, through all the prepping, all the doctor, I remember him over here, and then the assistant doctor, we'd met with him too. Mm-hmm. But this doctor, you know, he is the big Kahuna, and um, you know, the others, uh, you know. You you could tell he didn't joke around much. Mm-hmm. I mean that was him and or whatever. Yeah. And anyway, I remember him over there and the other doctor here, and then like two or three other uh, staff or nurses around the bed there, and you know, uh, told him about us raising white-tailed deer and and then uh, well, how we like to go picking uh, wild blueberries and and the doctor says, oh, those wild blueberries taste better than the store-bought ones. And um, they hadn't locked my head down at that time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of raised up, and I looked over at one of the other, oh, yeah, off to the side here. And I says, could one of you reach over and slap him? Jeez, <laughs> you know, here's this guy that's going to do a gamma knife on you. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to burn me for sure. There goes my eyelashes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he cracked a smile. Mm-hmm. And then after the others seen him crack a smile, you know, they Everybody couldn't hold it back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody has ever said that to the great kahuna before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I come out and, uh, you know, after that, they, way on the way to there, you know, was, uh, Ron and Trina were with too. And, and anyway, they after they prepped me in the room and there's two nurses, you know, oh, they're just busy at the Mayo Clinic, of course, mm-hmm. they run me down this hallway, then this way, and then that way, and then this way, and then down an elevator or two. And then I remember them coming up, you know, almost at a running pace. Yeah. And um, 
and then I seen a window and a stairway and and uh, I said oh, turn left please no we're going to take you right off through the window <laughs> you know they had a sense of humor I, I broke it out in the way <laughs> that said well we got a live one here <laughs> so, so so that's kind of humorous so then we got back well then well, they um, took all the stuff off, you know, and but they kept a big bandage thing around my head that looked like a zombie. <laughs> I mean, it's all white band-aids, so I had to keep that on for like a maybe a day. So then, uh, you know, it was a outpatient type thing. So, mm-hmm. so we headed back, and I remember going down in into Walmart, and I didn't wear that. Well, I couldn't really put no hat on. <laughs> big white bandage type thing you know mm-hmm. so uh oh yeah you walk down the walmart aisle well you almost have seen everything at a walmart but anyway uh it's kind of fun to see people you know they, they kind of grin or whatever and and, and try not mm. to make a scene of it and then i remember going down near the electronics area and then they have these center aisle things mm-hmm. and, and i remember going down and then off to the distance, I could see this guy had a veteran's hat on. Yeah. Older guy, you know, he could walk pretty good, but uh, old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could just see, he, you know, he got within five, eight feet, and he, he stops, and I stopped. And then he, he, he just had to let it go. He says, what the other guy look like? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we had a good laugh and <laughs> visited <laughs> a moment, too. <laughs> Then we made it home. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? How, how long ago was that? Because I, I remember that. Yeah, that was. Um, boy, I don't quite remember the year, but it's mm, two or three years, right? Uh, yeah, maybe a little longer than that. Maybe five. Okay. Five years, but not, not eight or ten. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Jimbo. So. Um. Any any closing thoughts you would like to add? Oh, I'll have to have sh- hold hold the mic here a second. I gotta show you what you know. After married forty eight years, it'll mm-hmm. be fifty years next year. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I got her for her anniversary. What? Um, I'll let you hold the mic. I don't know how this is gonna show up on your screen. <laughs> Describe it. It's a 30-ton excavator <laughs> with a 90-inch bucket it came with, too. <laughs> Kirisu can, it can transplant raspberry plants to beat hell and uh, <laughs> dig potatoes. <laughs> but anyway, to, you know, after we got it home, it, it was a pretty good deal got on it on a KBID site. Hmm. And um, anyway, like I say, telling family, friends, and neighbors, just like now, well, then about a month later or so, she started calling it the grave digger. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to teach her how to do something. <laughs> but that's my closing thoughts, you know. And yeah, she you got you got your wife the her grave digger, so she whenever she wants to, she can just put you in there. Then yeah, it it'll be so deep down. I think it digs down thirty feet. Uh, it'll take a long time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do a lot of swimming there, Jim. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Here I am. <laughs> Um, what was your uh, social media? 
oh, at the moment it was uh, Fox News. Oh, geez. <laughs> it used to be religiously, but then they chew it up and spit it out. And you turn the channel for a little while, they're doing the same thing. So um, I noticed your dad, he likes a little little bit of Fox News, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's it's like driving a Ford or Chevrolet or whatever, or John Deere or McCormick <laughs> Deering tractor. I mean, yeah, we all have our... And then, oh yeah, and every once in a while, somebody would post something, you know, political, uh, off the wall about one party mm-hmm. or the other. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some of it is humorous. So mm-hmm. I'd, I would, um, I would uh, forward that, you know, share, share it. Yeah. And anyway, a, a few staunch of the other party would say, Really, Jim. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so I tried to back off, you know, because yeah. I, I didn't want to hurt no feelings. But yeah. some of it was just so uh, cartoon funny, you know, like mm. the good old days, you know, where nobody yeah. took it seriously. But uh, some of them are just, you know, no matter what party you're affiliated with, you know, your uh, representatives just goof up. They're the human factor. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, you got to make fun of them at least. <laughs> so I all right, Jimbo. It was okay. it was a, a pleasure to have you on. Thank, Thank you. you. You said you were going to uh, help me out if I started to stumble. <laughs> when does that point come? <laughs> Thank you, Hal. This is I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> you brought up the worst to me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Jimbo. Thank you. Uh, we'll see what the reviews say. <laughs> Never again. That's it for the podcast, everybody. Now, if you enjoy this podcast. Please subscribe, and if you want to know what, what I'm up to, just go to Instagram at Halu2. You follow me there, and if you want to support this podcast, other than following me and subscribing the, the, the to the podcast, there's a couple more ways to do it. So if you're a fan of the Nintendo Switch, if you like Nintendo and you like to have uh, accessories for it, like like you could you could decorate it like you put little cases on it, it makes the thing look pretty or you can have little cases to put uh, little pouches to put the switch in to for when for when you travel and they're all like Nintendo theme or there's some Disney themes there, there's a bunch of different themes if you like that if you want to give a, a nephew or your children or a niece someone a gift a little kid or whatever you, or, or for yourself you know it, it, it can be for you if you want to do that it's from this company called Switcheries, and they're really cool. I I personally got a Zelda one. So if you want to support, you go to my Linktree, Linktree slash Halu2, the link, the link in my bio on my Instagram, and you go to the one that says support podcast dash switcheries, and then you enter the code at the di- you enter the discount code Halu10, K-H-A-L-U-10 then that gives you a 10% discount and that gives me a 10% get kickback for the, to support the podcast. Oh, and another way to support this podcast, it would be if, if you're an entrepreneur and you would like to learn sales funnels or you would like to learn how to be an entrepreneur but without having to do as, like it's heavy lifting in the beginning, but once you get that heavy lifting done, you don't have to do uh, certain things after that. Um, Obviously, it's a work in progress, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to learn how to, you know, be one, there's, this is a good way to do it. So it's called the One Funnel Away Challenge. And if you sign up to this challenge, it's a 30-day challenge where each day they teach you how to use sales funnels 
and they teach it day by day, little by little. So you build it up, and, and in 30 days, you get it done, right? So if you want to do that and you want to support the podcast, you go to my link tree and you go to the one, click on the button that says support podcast dash OFA, one funnel away. And if you sign up through there, then 100% of the proceeds go to this podcast. So if you would, if you would love to do that, it's all a win-win for everybody, right? You get something and the podcast gets something. We're supporting everybody. So that's it for the podcast today, you guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>